Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of In Bloom Podcast, or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan, and I'm the host of this podcast, and first and foremost, I just want to say, start this episode by saying, if I sound a little sick, it's because I am. I've been very sick since Thursday. I feel like my body just completely shut down on me, which is just weird because, you know, it's after vacation, and I don't know, I just, I'm really sick. So if I sound a little sick, that's why, and I was going to skip recording this weekend because I was like, I just need to rest, but I was like, honestly, I have an episode planned, and it's not going to be a super long, intense episode, so I was like, I can totally record this, and if my throat ends up hurting too much throughout it, then I'll just stop, and then I'll re-record it later and upload this next week, but I'm assuming I'll be able to get through it, and y'all will hear this on Monday, so sorry for sounding sick, and second of all, I did want to say I've had several of y'all message me about some of my episodes from just a few weeks back and then you know a few months back or whenever you're listening have parts where it cuts out and there's no sound so nothing from the episode is actually missing I found out because the way um, Spotify for podcasters does their ads now it's like different from how they used to do it they do them on a monthly rolling basis so I have to record them every month instead of just using one until it expires, which I had the same one running for like a year before. And now when a month ends, they remove them from the episode. So either I need to go back and completely remove those ad breaks, but that would be so time consuming. And I don't even know if I can do that with an already live episode. But basically they, once the ad, the month is over, they just remove the ad I feel like it's a glitch in their system or something so I'm going to try and like contact their support and say hey can you maybe replace like put in a system where instead of completely removing the ad from the episode just because it's no longer that month anymore and that ad campaign's over for the month can you just you know apply the current month's ad to all episodes and all ad break spots instead of completely removing it from the episodes that aren't uploaded in that month if that makes sense so thank you for pointing it out to me because I didn't know but the first time somebody said it I was like oh that's really weird and then I went and listened and I noticed like with the placement of it I was like wait this definitely is where the ad would have been at so once I realized that I was kind of like all right um it's so you're not missing anything from the episode if you happen to go back and re-listen to an episode or if you're like catching up on episodes or something and you notice that there's a long pause chances are it's only going to be about a minute Um, so you just have to fast forward through it and then, you know, it's back to normal. There's no content actually missing besides the ad, if that makes sense. So I'm sorry about that, but I will try and get it resolved. But this week I wanted to talk about sort of my burnout recovery routine. And I can't believe I haven't talked about this on the podcast in like three years. The last time I talked about it, I went back and looked, it was like 2020, I believe, which burnout when I was in college was a completely different type of burnout than the burnout I face now as a working adult and like chronic true burnout is a real thing that you know actually really and truly takes probably several weeks if not several months to recover from so me going through this I'm not taking it lightly I'm just kind of I feel like I'm a pro at recognizing when I'm feeling burnt out now so I tend to catch it before it gets too bad so that I can sort of run through this recovery routine anytime I need to and it helps me sort of get through it rather than you know just continuing through with suppressing everything and trying to push through and running myself into the ground and then needing like months to recover so I'm not undermining the true 
actual chronic burnout that a lot of people go through. I'm just sharing what I do and this is not going to solve all your problems. This is just seriously what works for me. And it's, you know, if you're suffering from true chronic burnout, you're going to need more help than just listening to this episode. But I hope that this is more so helpful for those of you who maybe just are feeling a little bit more exhausted than normal in some area of your life, whether that's mentally or emotionally or physically, and helping you to sort of tend to that, but then, you know, carry through and not ignore it, not suppress it and work through it so that you can keep going, but in a healthy way to where you're not running yourself into the ground and where you're recognizing where you're hurting, where you're needing restored, and then doing what you need to do to restore yourself so that you can keep going instead of just waiting until you're absolutely completely depleted and then having to take months and months to build up the energy just to, you know, restore yourself. So that's what this episode this week is going to be about. But before we get started, I do want to start with the quotes, the goal, and the gratitude for this week. And my quote this week comes from Pinterest, but it's actually from a Tumblr quote. And it's not really a quote, it's more so a just a statement but it says nothing wrong with being easy to please give all the books you read five stars watch that movie again after people tell you that it wasn't that great play that band's new album on repeat even though it's not supposed to be as good as their old stuff refuse to say anything critical about something you thought was cool be bold in telling grumpy people actually i liked it a lot i really liked this because as somebody that is such a people pleaser and wants even I'm I'm a people pleaser so chronically that I even want my opinions of such subjective and even like nominal things to be approved by the vast majority of people which is so sad that that's sort of my instinct but it's so funny because a prime example of this which I just reposted on my TikTok I reshared reposted whatever a TikTok that I saw about wanting to go rate a book five stars on Goodreads and then seeing all the reviews or calling it trash and it's actually like three stars or it's something along the lines of that or telling your friends to read it but that being the reviews I don't know it was something along the lines of that and a lot of people like liked it that when I shared it but it reminds me of that because I will literally read a book and I have to let myself sort of marinate with my thoughts on a book for a little bit and it's for a number of reasons but specifically because If I just review a book and rate it immediately after I read it, I feel like it's almost just sort of jaded because I am not really critically thinking about the book. But at the same time, I am an easy to please person, just like the quote statement thing from Tumblr says, like when it comes to books, if I am able to get through it and not get bored and you know, actually just somewhat enjoy it. Like it's probably going to get at least four stars from me. And I don't really have a problem with that. And I do need there to be like a little bit of, you know, character development, I would say. I don't really like when characters fall flat. But for the most part, I'm very easy to please when it comes to reading. But something that I'll do is I'll wait and I'll let my thoughts on the book marinate for like a day. And then I'll go to Goodreads to write my review, but then I get sucked in this black hole of reading everyone else's reviews. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't really think about that one point, which is a good point. So maybe I should change my opinion to be to include that because that's probably what most people think or say if if it's just like a book that a lot of people aren't really liking what I really like, I have to convince myself that I don't like it as much as I did because I just can't live with the fact that 
other people don't agree with me with not that other people don't agree with me but other people just don't love it as much as I do because then I feel like I'm wrong for loving it I guess so it's it's sad it's a really sad way of living (laughs) I'm trying to undo that way of thinking it makes me think of how I was with same time next summer I know most people just don't really care for that book and I personally really love it I just read it this summer and it was like my favorite summer read this year and it is a very simple normal kind of summer romance like there's nothing truly out there about it but I just loved so many other little parts of it and I think it probably has like 3.6 or 3.8 stars on Goodreads and a lot of my friends that have read it have just given it like three stars and I'm over here like it's five stars all day long (laughs) what are you talking about but then I'm like oh but maybe it's like 4.4 because of xyz reason that I just scoured to find in order to just hit my rating down a little bit which is like not the way it should be you know I should just claim that I love it and you know not try and justify it or not try and you know appeal to the masses with it so I don't know I just really like that quote it's just like a good reminder to love the things you love unapologetically and you know don't try and conform what you what your interests are and what your passions are or tone it down just to fit someone else's idea of something or to appeal to other people whatever it may be and my goal this week is honestly just to take it easy on myself because of being sick I don't really know how long it's going to be until I feel better since I'm still just feeling really under the weather right now but I'm hoping that I will start to feel better tomorrow or maybe the next day I'm recording this on a Saturday but I was really feeling super rough yesterday on Friday and I ended up just taking a half day at work for a sick day and thankfully I was like caught up on all the work I needed to be caught up on at the time and I a lot of my seniors were out of office anyways and I just got everything that I had on my plate done in the morning and I told my other seniors who weren't out of office that I wasn't feeling well and I was just going to you know take the half day but I would be around if anything did come up and I needed it which is not very good boundaries but I didn't want to just you know ghost and just be like oh out of office this evening and not tell anybody so anyways I really just want to take it easy on myself this week and not really push myself too hard to jump back into crazy routine and I think if anything I'm going to be needing like a lot of sleep and a lot more rest than normal and really go easy on myself like if I make it back to F45 and everything because I feel like this week coming back from vacation I hit the ground running with getting back in routine I mean I was you know pretty much immediately as soon as I got back home I was like okay we're we're picking up right where we left off and we're just jumping fully into everything and it was definitely exhausting I mean my first day back to work in over a week I went to a 5 30 a.m workout class and then I went in office and I had like a dentist appointment and it was a really busy day and just doing all of that one day was a lot and then I kept going to the morning workouts and everything the days after that I like got sick like two days later so I really just want to focus on resting this week but true rest that I find does restore me and not just doing things that are going to make me feel worse like sitting on my phone for forever um because I know last night I definitely was just like rotting on the couch which is like totally fine and I could totally do that but I don't want to slip into the habit of doing that before bed um, just because I'm sick because it is a hard habit to break so trying to maintain reading before bed instead because it's such a time suck once you pick up your phone you don't realize how much time goes by and then you're like oh my gosh I need to go to sleep so I don't want to get into that habit and ultimately just taking it easy on myself and 
getting slowly getting back into routine as I start to feel better is the goal and my gratitude for this week I am thankful that I got promoted at work for my full-time job if you guys don't know I am a CPA at a big four accounting firm um, specifically work in tax and I just got promoted to a senior associate so it's actually so insane to me because I remember when I started thinking that my seniors were like just these insane superheroes and just totally knew what they were doing and you know had their crap together and they did I mean I had some really good seniors then I had some that weren't great at all so I can't believe I'm in that position now because it feels like I just started yesterday and at times I don't feel like there's some things where I feel like I definitely know enough to be a senior but then there's other things where I'm like I still feel like a brand new baby with this like somebody please help me so it's just so crazy that I'm already at this point but I'm very thankful for the promotion um and I'm thankful for obviously the raise that I get with that and the bonus I get with it and I honestly don't I'm not the happiest with my bonus that I got I did get a like automatic bonus that you get once you promote the senior but you also get a performance-based bonus annually and mine was less this year than it was last year which didn't really make a lot of sense to me considering last year wasn't even a promotion year for me so wasn't so happy about that but I know that the economy is in a completely different state than it was last year um and a lot of things just happen and you know whatever so I know that there's circumstances and I'm not the happiest with that, but I'm choosing to be grateful for any little bit I do get. And I'm thankful for having a salary raise too. Um, And I was, my salary raise was pretty much what I expected it it would be. But the bummer is that student loan (laughs) forbearance uh, ends next month. Um, It starts back on October 1st or September 30th. I don't know which day it like actually technically starts back. And my first paycheck with my raise is going to be at the end of this month, at the end of August. So I'm going to have like a month of having that higher paycheck. But as soon as the student loan forbearance ends, pretty much that difference in what my paychecks are now versus what they're going to be is going to all be going to my student loans for the most part. So I'm not really going to be seeing that uh, raise, (laughs) if that makes sense. So that's definitely a bummer, but I guess at least it's not like I'm at the same salary I was at and then I'm doing the student loan payments too. So no net change, I guess you could say, but I probably will have like an extra 50 bucks or a hundred bucks a month. But I mean, hey, that's 50 or a hundred bucks that I didn't have before. So I'm not complaining, but it's just funny the timing of it. Um, But I'm thankful for it nonetheless. And I'm thankful for the promotion. And I just can't believe I, one, have lasted this long and two, that I'm just at this point in my career like I just I never really it never really felt real that it would ever come the day would come that I would be a senior and also it's just crazy because like I said I just didn't think I would last this long I truly honestly I went into my job with a very open mind just telling myself I would stay as long as it made sense for me to but in the back of my mind my sort of mindset was I'm going to stay until I get my license and then you know figure something else out and I've had my license for almost a year now um for eight months really and I'm still here so it's like obviously that wasn't really the case so it's crazy it's so crazy how fast time flies and everything but let's go ahead and get into the episode and I did want to just start off by saying a lot of how kind of going over how a lot of us associate burnout or think of burnout 
And I think a lot of us associate burnout with failure in our minds due to the way we feel when we reach our breaking point. But it's really important, especially for me, because I'm somebody who has such a big fear of failure and everything. It's really important for me to reframe my mindset and instead think of it as, you know, basically red flags being thrown in my face and telling me that I need to regroup and reevaluate and give myself a fresh start. And when I started thinking of burnout as an opportunity to have a fresh start, I started treating how I recover from burnout differently and my recovery process became much more effective. And I was no longer resorting to the quick fix band-aid type of solutions that we typically lend ourselves to. And now just really focusing on giving myself what I truly need in order to recover rather than, you know, just resorting to those band-aid style of fixes when it comes to overcoming burnout and working through burnout. So the very first thing that I like to do when I have noticed that I'm feeling burnt out, and if you don't really know what burnout feels like, then maybe you haven't experienced it yet, or maybe you just aren't very in tune or aware of your feelings or the way your body signals things to you. But personally for me, I get to a point where doing the normal routine day-to-day things becomes too much. Like I am feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, and just absolutely exhausted by the normal simple things that shouldn't be that exhausting, if you know what I mean. So I think that's a really good sort of first test, I guess you could say, for asking yourself, you know, am I struggling with burnout right now or not, is asking yourself, okay, are things that, you know, normally come easy to me that are in my day-to-day routine or maybe things that I typically look forward to even, is there anything like that that is just excessively exhausting or draining or, you know, something that I'm dreading more than usual. And typically that is telling you, you know, maybe you're burnt out then in that area. And I really think that you can't really recover from burnout until you assess the source of your burnout, which definitely is kind of like a duh kind of concept. But it really is important to you know figure out is it mental is it physical or is it emotional because each of those types of burnouts are going to require you know different types of rest so mental burnout for me i definitely suffer with this one a lot because i am the type that really just always has something going on in my head and usually it's me running over my to-do list in my head or I'm brainstorming for content or whatever it may be, but there's always just like this constant track running in my head, I guess you could say, and it never shuts off. And that's why I have a very hard time watching TV and watching movies because I can't pay attention to them because of that track running in my mind. And for me with mental burnout, Something like sitting on the couch and watching a movie is not going to do anything for me. Some people may think that, and that may work for you. I'm just saying for me personally, that is not something that's going to help me restore my mental state and help me get back to a, you know, just feeling better level mentally. And something that would help me when I'm suffering from mental burnout would be something that's more of a mindless activity that sort of just 
makes my mind kind of shut that track off. And there's not many things that do that, but a few things that do are reading. When I read, I my track stops because I'm so immersed in what I'm reading. And typically things that are a lot more hands-on that I have to devote my attention to in order to be involved with them. You know, TV is very passive and you don't have to necessarily be watching it. You can do something else while you're doing it. And something like that's not good for me to recover from mental burnout with. So reading a book for me or exercising for me is really good for mental burnout. And so is something like playing a video game like Mario Kart or Animal Crossing where you're just sort of in another world I guess and that is something those are all things that help me with recovering from mental burnout you know if it's emotional burnout then maybe I'm going to be journaling more than usual or I'm going to be scheduling an extra therapy session because I'm going to need to talk things out or maybe I'm going to be listening to some music something like that and then physical burnout recovery typically for me that's going to be a lot more of the true rest and not doing things that are like active resting and that could look like you know laying by a pool that could look like just having a day where I do just lay down and watch a tv show or movie for the day Or maybe I just take a couple days off from working out or even a week from working out. Or maybe I go to yoga instead. And each of the different types of burnout are going to have different ways to recover. And it's all going to be subjective based on your needs and what you feel restores you. So a big part of, you know, identifying that source of burnout, you also have to know what's going to fill your cup at the end of the day and what's going to restore you. Because if you don't, know what those things are in each of those categories it's going to be really hard for you to actually truly restore yourself and recover from whichever type of burnout it is that you're struggling with and the next thing I like to do is unplug from social media and I say this specifically and I think it's important for all of the different types of burnout really but I say this especially because we do not realize how much keeping tabs on so many other people's lives especially so many people that we literally don't even know in real life we don't realize how much it can exhaust our own well-being mentally and emotionally so this definitely plays more into mental and emotional burnout than anything else and it's so tough because it's such a second nature type of thing you know to just pick up your phone and check social media and when you're feeling burnout chances are you're probably going to be physically resting a little bit more and I find that when I'm physically resting such as laying in bed or sitting on the couch I'm much more prone to picking up my phone and scrolling and I don't tend to do that and just pick up my phone and scroll when I'm doing other things so it's important for me to recognize okay I need to be intentional about this and actually unplug from social media before I take that time sit down on the couch or sit in my bed and relax because if I don't, then it's going to just be a second nature thing that I pick up and I'm not really going to be doing anything for myself mentally and emotionally if I just pick up my phone and am scrolling endlessly and, you know, just really exhausting myself mentally and emotionally inadvertently, like just truly not even realizing that I'm doing it because truly seeing so many other people's lives and all of the, you know, second nature thoughts and everything too with okay, we're comparing ourselves or we're, you know, all of a sudden we see one TikTok about this little life hack and then we're like, oh, we want to try that. And then you see one about a recipe you want to try and then you start stressing about 
what you're going to make for dinner that week and it just triggers all these other little thoughts even if it's nothing that's that big of a deal like maybe it's not you comparing yourself to somebody who's on vacation maybe it's something as simple as seeing somebody talk about a recipe and then all of a sudden you're spiraling because you don't know what you're going to make for dinner this week like it can be as little as that and when you're burnt out that at least for me that's how my thoughts tend to go like it's this spiral and like I said it's something that is more exhausting to myself than it typically would be and you know something like thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner during the week isn't something that normally causes me these great levels of stress but if I'm really burnt out and I see something that makes me think that then I'm going to like really start stressing about it and it's just only going to make the burnout worse if you know what I mean so I think it's really important to be intentional about unplugging from social media whether that's you know completely unplugging or you know saying okay I'm not going to go on social media all this week or at all today whatever day it is Or maybe you're just like, okay, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening, or I'll give myself 30 minutes at lunch to check on social media. So just figure out what works for you. But I truly think unplugging can help you so much more than you know, especially with the mental and emotional burnout. And the next thing is to indulge in self-care, whatever that means to you. Um, This is definitely one that I'm really big on. I used to only think of self-care as the things, a lot of the things I'm going to be mentioning here, um, such as, you know, like doing a face mask, lighting a candle, um, painting your nails, all those types of things, but it's so much more than that. Um, But that being said, that doesn't mean you ignore those things. I think all of those things sort of create an environment that is sort of like open arms to doing the things that are actually truly taking care of yourself like they are the gate to true self-care you know like they are just the tip of the iceberg of self-care and lighting a candle and you know putting on a fun playlist and using a bath bomb all those things are great but like I said they're just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to self-care and whatever it means to you for me it means you know indulging in a lot of my hobbies like shamelessly and allowing myself to do it for as long as I want because I'm definitely somebody who tends to put a time limit on things like that like I only let myself read for you know 20 minutes before bed because I have other things I probably need to be working on so I only give myself a 20 minute window to do it whereas you know indulging in self-care to me I'm like okay I'm gonna read as long as I want to until I get sick of it and that's great for me or maybe it's knitting or maybe it's journaling or watching your favorite movie or your favorite TV show or FaceTiming a friend, whatever self-care means to you. And I mean, it could be painting your nails. Like literally it can be something very small or it could be, you know, a hobby or it could be something deeper. It could be connected to other people. You know what it means to you. So ultimately I think indulging in self-care is just one of those things that I just really don't think we take at least most of the people in my life and myself, I know that we don't take a lot of time to indulge in those types of things because we're just busy people. You know, like I feel like everybody I know is just hustling to get as much done as they can and, you know, trying to just, you know, make everything work and check all the boxes when it comes to, you know, maintaining a relationship and social life and a clean home and, physical well-being and emotional well-being and working and then you know trying to figure out what you actually want to do with your life and like all of these things all these boxes to check but we just you know don't really allow ourselves to have moments of true self-care and moments of indulgence with it really very much I feel like in college it was a lot more common 
to sort of talk about it and engage in it more but I've noticed as an adult that it's sort of just kind of fallen off onto into the deep end because it's just something that not many people make time for but I truly think if you're burnt out it's definitely something great to do and I feel like it kind of helps you just connect to yourself and what you really need so and the next thing is to reset your environment this one is huge for me and ultimately for me I don't know what it is but when I burn out decluttering just makes me feel so good like I've been feeling really honestly burnt out this week once I realized I was sick I was just all of a sudden so triggered by my environment because our place is just kind of a disorganized mess right now and I was like I feel like I just there's clothes everywhere like I have so much laundry I need to put up um and I just have so much you know random boxes of things everywhere because I feel like with the wedding I'm you know getting some things and then I'll set them aside or I'll get something for my bridesmaids and I'll set it aside but it's always like not really in a good spot so I feel like there's just stuff everywhere and it just really triggered me into not feeling great when I just sort of soaked up the environment I was in and I was like oh my gosh my environment right now is making me feel so much more drained than I should feel and once again that's you know a sign of burnout is my environment is affecting me a lot more intensely than it normally does so what do I do um after work I end up saying you know what I'm gonna go through my closet mind you I just went through my closet like two weeks ago like right before I went on vacation I feel like but I've just been really inspired to just really try and get rid of more and more and just get rid of as much as I can really. So I went through my closet and I got rid of so much more stuff and it feels so good to just sort of shed some weight in terms of clutter and the things that are in our home. And, you know, resetting your environment is, it can be decluttering, it can be um, cleaning your desk space if you work from home, you know, taking some things off your desk, putting them in the drawers where they belong, and then, you know, maybe cleaning, just cleaning the desk and, like, truly just making it a clean environment. Or maybe it's decluttering and cleaning out your dresser or your closet, like I said. Or maybe it's just, you know, a deep clean in general. Um, and honestly, something that I really would love to do like cut my spending in one area so that I could prioritize this would be to hire people to like literally come clean just like once a month I think that would be so freaking helpful because cleaning is so time consuming and with the way work has been for me both with YouTube and my actual job I'm at a point where I have to do all of my brand deal content pretty much on Saturdays so I'm pretty much working Monday to Saturday and on Sunday I'm meal prepping and I'm editing a video usually and recording the podcast so it's like I don't really have a lot of time you know what I mean to just relax for one or even do like full deep cleans and I think that it's totally something that's worth looking into and worth doing if you have the means for it because I think it can provide a lot of value and peace of mind and also just give you a lot of your time back and I saw I think I don't know what I saw it on I don't know if it was on TikTok or Tumblr or on Twitter I don't know where I saw it the other week but it was like somebody said that something that brought them a lot of peace as a 20 something year old was learning that a lot of upper middle class um 
and middle class people, you know, pay someone to clean their home either once a month or a few times a month. And when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, if that's true, which I know it's true because I've known people my whole life who have, you know, had that and it's, you know, helps for them because, you know, maybe it's a really busy mom or maybe both the parents are working and they have really solid, steady jobs, but because they're both working and they have kids, like it's really hard to maintain a clean home. So that's something that they spend their money on. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's that does make me feel a lot better because I feel like I'm constantly wondering, you know, how do people keep their place looking like good and keeping it clean on a weekly basis because it just, it feels so impossible to me. I used to be so good about it. I literally would deep clean every single week when I was in college almost. And maybe not every single week, but at least every other week at bare minimum. And then even my first year out of college, which granted I was taking the CPA and we lived in a smaller place um, in our apartment, um, I was so good about being really consistent with cleaning. And then it was almost like after maybe three months of living in our home that we have now, which we're in like a townhouse, it took like three months of cleaning, you know, pretty much every single weekend for me to be like, this is not doable. I literally cannot do this. And then I just gave up. So I now it's kind of just finding that balance between, you know, doing a little bit at a time, which I know I've talked about before, instead of these marathon cleaning sessions. So that's definitely something that I would like to spend my money on if I could make it work in the budget. But to be completely honest, I don't think it's going to work in the budget right now. So um, we're just going to have to keep figuring it out, figuring it out ourselves. But ultimately resetting your environment is so important because I think it's so nice because it helps restore your peace and your energy because you eliminate that ability for your environment to influence your energy and mood when you reset your environment and you kind of give yourself a clean slate to go forward with. So I think it's super, super helpful, whether that's decluttering or cleaning, like I said. Your environment is just one of those things that has such a powerful influence on your mood and your energy. And ultimately, hopefully, it's something that you do have control over. I know that that's not the case for everyone, unfortunately. You know, I know that there's certain situations where you may not have control over all of your environments and you may only have control over aspects of it. You know, maybe if you're still living at home with family or maybe you are living with roommates, but just focus on the parts that you can control. Like maybe that's your specific bedroom. Maybe it's even just your bathroom or maybe it's, you know, a part of your neighborhood that you like to walk in or something. Just focus on the areas that you do have control over and reset those areas. I guess you can't really reset and make a clean slate of an area of your neighborhood that you walk in, but you get the point. You get what I'm saying. You know, focus on the areas you do have control over and reset them so that you can, you know, enter into that environment and really provide that as sort of a transition from being burnt out to restoring your inner peace and overcoming that burnout. And then the next thing that I like to do, which is the last thing, is to put your future self second and your current self first. And I say this because so much of our lives as adults, especially if you have more of a type A personality type, so much of our lives is about figuring out what we can do to make things easier for our future self or figuring out what we can do to take things off of our future self's plate. And a lot of that just has to do with 
hustle culture and the way that, you know, I know at least in the US, I don't I know I have, you know, some international listeners, so I guess I don't want to say, oh, you know it's this way because I know it's not this way everywhere, but I know definitely in the US everything is very go, go, go. And it's definitely more so in some areas than others in the US. For example, if you're in a big city, chances are you're probably going to always feel like you need to be doing something because there's always something going on. And I know I struggle with that a lot. So living in Houston, I feel like it's a very, very, very hardworking culture and people are just hustling and go, go, go all the time. So I always feel like there's something I should be doing or could be doing or need to be doing and it's hard. And I think part of the reason why I love my going back to where I'm from in Florida so much There's a lot of things I don't like about where I come from in Florida, but when you're just looking at the overall pace of life and then the environment itself being the beach, everything is so much more slow. It doesn't feel like everything is, you know, a last minute hustle or that the world's going to end if something doesn't get done or doesn't happen by a certain time. And everything's just so much more slow. Like I'm not frustrated when I'm in traffic at home because it just like feels like nothing compared to Houston traffic and it just you know, you sort of have the mindset when I'm in Florida, my mindset is like, oh, we're going to get there and it's fine. And then here in Houston, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's traffic. I'm going to be late. And then it's like all these other thoughts about being late and everything. So ultimately putting your future self second and your current self first, that can look a lot of different ways depending on your lifestyle. But I know for me personally, any ounce of free time that I have my first instinct is to ask myself, what can I do in this moment of free time to take off my plate in the future? And it's just because I've, I, I always just have something I could be doing. And part of recovering from burnout is allowing that list to exist and not forcing yourself to fill those moments of free time and really just allowing yourself to experience that free time and you know maybe be a little spontaneous and ask yourself what do I want to do right now maybe you do want to get something off your to-do list and that's fine but chances are if you're burnout you probably don't want to do that so ask yourself what do I want to do right now maybe you want to go get ice cream with a friend maybe you want to go on a run maybe you want to go on a picnic or a walk in the park just ask yourself what sounds good right now and go do it during that free time stop trying to get ahead of the moment and just live in the moment and really eliminate that need to make your life easier for your future self because you know what you're gonna have to do those things eventually and you know they're gonna get done so there's no point in wearing yourself out more by just trying to make things easier on your future self because why spend the time and energy trying to make something easier on your future self when your current self is who needs you right now? And that's really just such a powerful point that I want to make because I tend to neglect the fact that my current self needs me a lot of the times. And I'm totally neglecting her because I'm like, you know what? No, I got to worry about this brand deal that's due and or I have two brand deals due and I don't really know if I'm going to be able to get both of them filmed this week so I'm going to go ahead and get one out of the way or and you know maybe I could have been doing something else with that time that would have been a lot more restorative to my energy and my soul but when I'm burnt out I am trying to adopt the routine and just really adopt the habit of asking my current self what does my current self want or need right now and for an example of this um I had planned today I had I was so excited because I had plans to go to this event with a restaurant a local restaurant that Griffin and I my fiance we absolutely love and go to all the time and I got invited to go to their white linen event which is like white linen is this big weekend in Houston 
um, where you basically just dress up in white linen and a bunch of people go to this one area of Houston and it's kind of like a lot of local places sort of have their own little celebrations of it and local vendors and everything but it's really just like drinking and eating I feel like and we got invited by one of like my favorite local places to go and I was so excited but with how sick I am I knew I didn't need to be out drinking and everything and it literally like broke me to have to say I don't think I can go but I had to ask myself, you know, what does my current self need right now? And I was like, my current self needs rest because I knew that if I got ready for that event, I also have two brand deal things that I need to film. And I knew that that was on my to-do list for today initially too. And I, you know, asked myself, I was like, what do I need today? And with how I woke up feeling yesterday, I woke up feeling a little bit better today, but I'm definitely still nowhere near a hundred percent. So I was like, okay, can I do those things today? Maybe, but it's probably not going to be my best work and it's probably going to drain the living crap out of me. And I had those plans to record those brand deal things today. And right now I'm just hoping that I feel at least a little bit better tomorrow and I'm able to do at least one of them tomorrow because one of them's technically due on Monday, but I may just have to ask for an extension with being sick. But I ended up just taking today to rest. I have had a really slow morning. I just read my book. I did some wedding related things that I needed to take care of on my computer and I went and laid by the pool for a little bit just to get some vitamin D because I know vitamin D always makes me feel a lot better when I'm not feeling too great and just laid by the pool for a little bit and read some more and I showered and I've been doing some laundry and I made some homemade chicken noodle soup and a delicious grilled cheese and that was my day but I mean was I absolutely devastated that I didn't get to go do that thing tonight yes but my current self really needs me to like listen and you know listen to the fact that my body is just like literally not capable of doing much right now and allow it to rest and just give it that rest it needs so that I can recover more quickly and pay more mind to my current self and putting my current self first instead of thinking of my future self. So that is everything I have for you for how I work through burnout and sort of my five-step burnout recovery routine. Like I said, this is not going to be a, you know, five steps fix all type of approach. You know, this isn't going to be something that solves all your problems and some of these things may not work for you but I at least just wanted to share what my burnout recovery routine looks like as a working adult since like I said I haven't really done this since I was in college and I feel like my burnout recovery routine was honestly a lot different when I was in college so I hope this episode was helpful for you all and be sure to leave a review it really helps the show out a lot and follow in bloom podcast on instagram it's just at in bloom podcast and if you want more content from me I also upload once a week on youtube and I also post videos on tiktok and reels on instagram and definitely check me out there and I love you all so much and thank you all so much for listening and I will talk to you all next week